How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. This is the Classic Cars Corner with Malcolm Owens for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. And the great man joins us once again. Welcome back to the driver's seat. Malcolm Owens, how are we going? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Oh, it's, been, it's been a good night. Everyone's, uh, everyone's up and about. We're getting a lot of people. There's more people on our text line excited to go to Winton this weekend than they were mm. excited to go to Bathurst last weekend. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Won't even need Stephen Matt soon. He can just run it straight off the, just himself with the text messages. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if, a and if people are... And if people are uh, if people are short and sharp and coming up to Winton on Friday, you'll get to meet the famed Malconio as well, because you're going to join yeah. us at the track on Friday, which we're looking forward to seeing you, mate. And of course, yep. you are coming up here or to Winton. I say up here. You're not coming to the Gold Coast. You're coming to Winton. Uh, he wishes he was coming to the Gold Coast. <laughs> you're coming to Winton because Stevie J and I are going to be jumping in the AU Falcon thanks to Lanham Ford for the Winton 300, but also our TA2 car is back on track, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. But in light of the uh, run that Stevie J are going to be doing in the famed AU XR6, you've been beavering away. (laughs) You've been beavering away on AUs to give the world a bit of a roadmap as to where the AU stands currently. Yes. Interesting. I didn't think it was going to be, but when I started digging into it. <laughs> okay, so we're here today to talk about this evening, talk about some classic Australian motoring. And if you look at the Australian population, we're relatively small to have our own car industry pumping out cars designed and made just for us. Obviously, that's all gone for now, but the AU had a real good part in that history. Development started back in 1994 and was released in 1998. And it, this cost boys $700 million to develop and you just look at those oh. numbers now and you just go, <clears throat> and pretty much everyone hated it. If you have a look at the base model Forte, it with its waterfall grill, horrible interior with cheap mismatched grey plastic and strange shapes. Oh. Um, it's like the boys designed it on a Friday afternoon after a particularly long lunch. It's just <laughs> terrible. The advertising catch line on the ads, and, I, and I, I dragged up the ads on YouTube, was, it's unbelievable. And yes, it was, but not for the, the reasons for it. So, <laughs> not for good reasons. It's really funny. If you're looking at it, the reason that it was like this is completely aerodynamics, as they did it in a wind tunnel. And it was actually designed to win as a race car when winning on Sunday actually meant selling on Monday back in the yeah, day. Right. Mm. So, yeah, nah, didn't win, didn't sell, came third in a two-horse race with daylight coming in second. So it was just that in the Commodore, and it got its ass spanked. So wow. it's as ugly as far as the eye can see, but Whoops. a great mechanical and strong Aussie four-litre V6 and wins a V8. You have no, cl- you have no idea how close we went to just doing the dump button there. I wasn't sure what you were about to say. <laughs> Might have done that on purpose. <laughs> Uh, the XR6 and XR8 models look much better. And if you look at those, they're actually pretty good. And it's actually, to me, is how the car was designed to be. And uh, the Forte and the Wagon, I think, were done by the work experience kid because they were just terrible things. <laughs> so a couple of facts. 
AU was produced from 98 to 2002. Mm -hmm. Um, The sixth generation of Ford Falcon included a Fairmont. It replaced the EL, it was replaced by the BA series. The BA was actually not a bad car because it took all the good bits of the AU and actually wrapped it in quite a nice body, so that was good. Mm-hmm. So you had the base model, which was the, the Forte, uh, Forte, and it was a six-cylinder, four-litre. Um, and then you had the Futura and the S. Remember when they used to have the six-cylinder oh, yes, base model, the Futura and the S. So the base model was for sales reps. It was... It was what the real car for um, uh, for the for the Knights of the Road, as a guy I used to work with, called it a little <laughs> bit extravagantly, but considering um, <laughs> himself a bit of a yeah. Um, and they were thirty five grand. Um, they were priced at thirty thousand six nine zero. Then the Futura was the upstep, but that really came with ABS, and that was really the only addition other than a bit of Tupperware. That was nearly thirty five at thirty four nine nine zero. Then we moved to the S for Sporty. And that was a largely marketing exercise because it was offered in cooler colours, a hot chili red, liquid silver, galaxy blue silhouette, had some mm-hmm. alloys, a spoiler and some ba- S badging, but really it was just a bit of Tupperware thrown on the on the base model. Where it started to get interesting was with the XR6, and that took you up to 439990, where they had the different front end, which mm. they called the quad light bumper, which had the mm. round lights and the revised grill. Which is what we're we're running at this weekend, Mel. That's the uh, that's, that's the pack that we're running this weekend one. with the quad lights. Oh, someone and someone yeah. got fired up about the yeah. the the headlight protector. Say, get them off there. They're worth a fortune. Apparently so. so. No, I want them aero. We need every little bit we can get. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, and the XR6 only had seven more kilowatts than the um, the base model. So that's a seven. Bit of show and go, but the X seven. Oh, 40 grand. <laughs> no, you get the yeah, rear wing, though. True. You get downforce. True. Yeah, 40, 44 grand. So then the 46 grand at XR8. Now, this is where you start to get interesting because it had the 5 litre Windsor engine. And that's yes. a good piece of kit and still is considered. And if you look at the cars, they were built pretty well, other than the styling. Um, but the, the 5 litre Windsor was, was considered um, something really nice. And that was really the top end of the range if you didn't include sort of the Tickford produced Synergy. 5,000, which that, that went up to 300 horsepower, but that wasn't really made by by Ford. So surprising right. number of configurations um, when you look at it, but the buying mm. public really didn't like it. And the sales actually went down over the previous EL model. So there you go. And they had a facelift in 2000 with the AU2 and the AU3 in 2001. And there were 11,420 built. So there you go. There you go, stats man. But it's interesting. <laughs> I was thinking about the AU Falcon. It was at a time, Stevie J, and you were right there. You were right there in the thick of it. In fact, I think you won the Sandown Five, the, the uh, Queensland Raceway Five Hundred in an AU. But it was at a time, Malcolm, Steve, and Nimsy, where supercars was definitely on the rise. It was on the up. And as much as the EL, I think, had been, or EF or EL or whatever it was, uh, that had won in the hands of Glenn Seaton, credit, the Ford credit, Ford credit. Falcon, uh, the AU was seen to be slick, stood up a little bit more, was really good. But so the road car, it looked to me as though Ford were banking definitely on the, as you rightly say, win on Sunday, sell on Monday. But Steve, from a race car point of view, I mean, it was a bit of a shitter, wasn't it? It wasn't great <laughs> from memory. Well, the, the initial one, and, and it was the initial 
uh, AU that Dad raced in 1999, which was his final full-time year. Mm. And it had the front arrow on that thing. Uh, if you can remember, it had like a center. Yes. Yeah, uh, like a shark fin in the middle. Yes. That stuck out. The, the bumper was, the, the, the splitter was very sharp. So mm. as soon as you go off the road, mm. you do a Jet Johnson and pull the whole front bumper bar off it, right? <laughs> so Jet's getting um, a clip here. <laughs> yeah. But, but then the next year, uh, when uh, I jumped in for my first full-time year in 2000, they'd revised that. They'd taken the shark fin off the front. They'd bullnose and rounded the the front nose cone split up the leading edge of it to, to blunten it off and to actually make it a bit more like a ski ramp so it would actually right. glide over things right. but it also then um, directed air underneath for the under tray to help right. to help it work better so it, it was a much much better car hence the reason why you know 2001 we won Canberra we won Queensland 500 yeah uh, etc cetera, etc cetera. so Malconio given that that it at in its very day it wasn't an overly popular bit of kit and of course, it's got nothing to do with this show. Am I right, though, in saying that the AUs are starting to come back? They're a bit of a thing. Yeah, it is, and it's a bit it's strange when you consider that the only race driver quote I could find on the AU as a racing model was from one Dick Johnson, who described it as a dog that should have been left chained to a fence. So. <laughs> 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 oh, classic. classic Dick. <laughs> 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 so, but yes, yes, Matthew, you are correct. Now that they've passed the twenty-year mark, and you yeah. know, Ford are no longer producing Falcons, as we know, mm-hmm. they've started to become more desirable and collectible. And part of this, as always, is the earlier models increase in price, so it pushes the price of the later ones up too. And then you get, as I've discussed many times, that nostalgia factor when people had them as a first car. But still, the base models aren't desirable because they're used rep cars taxis, P-plated, burnout cars, so the price is around, so forget those ones, but the price is still around four grand for a decent Forte and up to mm-hmm. about 20 to 22 for a nice XR8. Mm-hmm. There's quite a lot around the $1,500 mark, so if you just wanted a decent everyday Ford for, with under 200,000 Ks on it, you'd get something mm-hmm. for between four to five grand, but nothing says Bogan like it, so you crank up the subby, wind down the windows, crack Crack open a VB, get the wind in your mullet on your way to Southern Nat, and um, watch, watch out for staples and headliners because those things used to droop like everything. And the old Bogan way was the old, uh, the old staple gun and get the uh, get that headliner back. <laughs> so a, a half decent XR6 cost you around seven to ten. Yeah, and the XR8 starts at about thirteen, most around twenty to twenty-two. I had a good look across um, the most of the sites. Um, yesterday and today so 2022 will get you a decent one there's a yep. few around 30 grand and one at 41 but as they say tell him he's dreaming yeah, right, so okay. we have um we have, we have a look on um car sales gumtree marketplace and there's quite a lot of average ones out there so you see the ones with the um cut springs the cheap rodney jane mags the drug dealer tent massive subwoofers <laughs> and the other tasteful modifications and you've got to keep away from those. there's a few selling I'm selling Grandpa's XR6, but it's got steelies on the back. There's rubber roll up the back guards and feet plates. So, yeah, right. um, if you, if you if you're going to buy one, definitely yep. go for the XR6 or preferably the XR8. Yeah, uh, with about 180 to 220 um, k's on it, um, and completely stock standard as original as you can. Or if it's got other wheels on it, see if you can get the original wheels um, because they'll be collectible in the future as we move forward. 
Could oh, you imagine? You there is someone like you know that was obviously in the design uh, department at Ford back in 1999, that that now is probably listening to the show going, "Thank you." Thank you for that. <laughs> yes. Finally. These, he's, these blokes that designed he, it over 10 years and Friday nights he's and breaches. Played, he's played the long mm. game. He's like, finally, my mm. work is being appreciated. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. But it's interesting. Uh, as I said, it, it didn't really it didn't really capture the imagination of the buying public in Australia. But if you're a race fan, uh, Nimsy, Steve and Malcolm, I reckon there's two AU, or maybe three AUs that stand out as now classic race cars that – you immediately know. First one, which uh, which actually Peter from Munta Bay's text in, the AU Lounge Double O Motorsport Green Eyed Monster. That was yeah, the black and black and silver the, one. Mm-hmm. That's right, with the green yep. eyes, instantaneously recognisable. I reckon the Shell DJR um, AUs were, were sensational. Last seen. Turn one of Queensland Raceway with the rat buried up to the axles, winning the 500. Um, and also the Aussie male, Brad Jones Aussie male AUs that more often than not finished the end of a weekend on its roof. Yeah, that one yes. was always spinning on its roof. Yeah. <laughs> and the, uh, the Pertex Stone Brothers ones that was Bright Baird and then famously Ambrose, who put it on pole at Bathurst in 2001, that was a pretty nice looking piece of kit as well. Yeah, they were good-looking cars, right? They were good-looking, as you say, in the XR variants and in the race cars. They just didn't, they just didn't uh, equate to a particularly lovely race car. And, and uh, I'm sure the folks at the XR club and all that kind of stuff are, are loving them. Now, Malcolm, this weekend, thank you so much for that. This weekend, you obviously have Jet, myself, and our TA2s. We're also in the, uh, the Lanham Ford AU that will also sport a little bit of Kubota love. Given that that you are the man in charge of all our fun and games, you're the minister for fun and games when it comes to our racing. Um, what's the team? What's the team instruction? You are the team principal. What is the team instruction <laughs> for this weekend for me, for Jet, and for us in the AU? It's pretty easy for for Jet win the championship and do it have, and have some fun. Mm-hmm. For Matt, keep it off the wall, and for Steve, <laughs> just win the next one, make it five in a row. Oh, <laughs> there you go. I love it. Right, oh, five in a row, win a championship, and McKeldon, keep it out of the fence. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I was I was reading the uh, the schedule for the weekend. Yes, I the Winton three hundred. We've got a top ten shootout. We do have a top ten oh shootout. God. We've got a top ten shootout in TA two, and we've got a top ten shootout. In the Winton 300. You could be in both, Matthew. No, you'll be doing the top 10 shootout. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be doing that. That's too much pressure for me, mate. That's all you. That is all you. That is not me. And we are going to see you on Friday. Malcolm, can't wait to catch you, mate. That's uh, that's going to be a good catch-up. Yeah, Any day good. at a racetrack is a good yep. catch-up. Absolutely. And I think we're going to push the price of the AU Falcons up between you guys and the... Uh, the push that we've done, and um, yeah, they're, they're pretty good cars, so I think it'll be a bit of fun. Uh, it, it certainly will be, but uh, Malcolm, we always love getting you on board the driver's seat and sliding up in the doors of the classic cars corner. So, uh, to anyone, if you if you heading up to Winton on Friday, just look for uh, Malcolm. He's the one with the giant arms, and uh, <laughs> if, if you're thinking, boy, why has that dude got two spoilers tucked under his shirt? No, that's just Malcolm's arms. Uh, <laughs> but, um, You're too kind, but we'll, uh, Bit weird, but nice. <laughs> but we'll see you over the weekend, Malcolm. See you, guys.
Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.